welcome back to Getting to Know You. This week, our guest is Molly Ambrose, or Mrs. Ambrose, if you are a student in St. Sebastian's School. Uh, Molly, I've been wanting to interview Molly for a long time. I think she's the first, like, this is the first power couple because we've already interviewed oh. Dylan. So hi, Molly, right? How yes. Are you? Why didn't Why didn't we do this together? Uh, no, because I need to fill two weeks. Oh, got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you? Yes, we are the Seb's power couple. I have you never and Dylan thought of been referred to. Have you and Dylan been referred to as a power couple before? We have not. Mm. This is the first. Mm. So I'm I taking it though. I'm going to run with it. I am um, jokingly, uh, jo joking aside, I do think of you guys as kind of like model parishioners. I mean, you guys are so active oh. in the parish and, and you're always like willing to help and you're very joy-filled. So I really do uh, mean that in a real way too. So thanks for who you are. Well, you know, we were actually waiting to get to that point. So Dylan, which most people might not know, was in the Navy. So we moved around every few years. Yeah. And I would try to get involved with the kids things, but then we'd leave. So this is, when we got here, we were both ready to jump in and both get involved because we knew this is a uh, permanent. We're here for good. So um, we how were long, just waiting for the opportunity and here it is. So how long have you guys been we're here? Doing it. How long have you guys been here? Oh, we just had our 10 year anniversary of buying our house in August of 2011. Ah, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. yeah 10 years, blown by. And right in the neighborhood. Yes, on um, 49th Street. We lovingly call it low mount. It's not quite high mount. We are definitely more of a low mount block. So <laughs> we lovingly refer to ourselves as low mount and it's uh, what, five blocks from school. It's great. I love, I love that joke. That's a good joke. We have shirts made every year for our block party. Low every, mount shirts. Every year you do? Every year. Oh man. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I want to. Yeah. Yeah. I think the last one was we were the, sh we're the champagne and block. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got a Miller High Life solid logo. Don't tell any um, IP attorneys. Um, yeah. So uh, every year we do something to celebrate that we're low mount. There is a lot of copyright attorneys that watch this uh, presentation, but I will, I think. Oh, I mean, it's really different. It's totally different. <laughs> but, but it's another example of how you guys do stuff with such joy. You know, you, you live your life with a lot of joy. Thank you. And I you're do. busy. It's better. You're busy. You've got how many, you've got several, several kids. We have four children. <laughs> mm -hmm. Although I jokingly say I have five in the summers. Because uh, our youngest, Archie, his little buddy, Graham Sanders, which I'm sure you'll have Katie or Bo on here at some point. Uh, Graham's at our house every day. So I have my fifth child, summer child, Graham. But really, I only have four natural children. <laughs> uh, Jack is uh, 16 and driving. And he goes to Marquette High. He's just started junior year. Um, he is very active in hockey. So he is out and about. I think he's gone into practice right now. Kate is starting, uh, just started DSHA. Uh, she's a freshman. She's loving it. It's going she, good. She's going great. Okay. She came home the second day of school and said, high school is so much better than middle school. <laughs> I won't tell Miss Grams. No, 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 no. It is actually a beautiful thing. Uh, she loved, Seb, she loved this past eighth grade year, which seems ironic given the year it was. Yeah. But all the eighth graders were together in one class, in the gigantic class in their church hall campus, we called it. 
<laughs> and um, she loved it. She loved being all together. So it is not a, a, a negative to Sebs or middle school in any way. It's just the joy of moving on to something bigger and better. And she's loving it. Yeah, that's great. That's good. That That's exciting. Moving yeah. on. He's off at rugby practice, wondering who's picking her up. And I don't know, someone will. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, and then we have Evie, uh, who is a seventh grader at SEPS. Um, Evie loves life. She loves school. She loves everything. She's a little bowlful joy. Um, and so this uh, beginning of the school year is no exception. And she's loving volleyball, Good. which very thankful to be able to play. One of my favorite memories of Evie was when, she, I don't know what play it was. It was one of the subs plays, maybe Mary Poppins, maybe. And she, and she was like this, like she oh, was, yeah. was made for television. It was like, she was the star yet. She was a extra, I don't even know, broom, what are, what are broom sweepers, sweepers, whatever they're called. I'm like, oh, wait. oh man, she stole it. She stole the show. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So she just got a uh, mate, got a part. I think she's a lost boy yeah yeah peter pan uh coming up in a few months buy your yeah. tickets now yeah i actually just saw maria today she's one of the helpers in k5 where i spend a lot of my time right now and um she was telling me all about it she's very excited yes it's good it's gonna be great yeah, it'll be great um and then we have archie archie <laughs> archie is in third grade um he is a bowl full of energy and is very active. He just left for soccer practice and uh, tomorrow he's hockey practice and then he's going to do basketball. I mean, he just needs to move. So we, we get him moving. Here, so. here's, here's what I know about your family. I have seen, uh, I've seen, it's an app, I believe that you, you use that's, it, yeah. Can you show us the schedule? Like how you and Dylan coordinate all the activities that your kids are in and stay right. safe and stay positive is what impresses me about you. Okay, so can you see that? Yep, I can. Yep. Mm -hmm. That is just Saturday. <laughs> Actually, wait, it's a couple things. Sorry, cut off some things. It's a there. There we go. That's Saturday. Uh, oh, wow. So we have, you know, starting at 7 a.m. That's hockey at seven. Yeah, hockey's at seven. It looks like it's backwards on my end, but maybe it's straight ears. Yeah. No, it looks good. I, you have to feed your yeah. cat all day, it says. Kate has to feed our neighbor's cat. Mm -hmm. And then we end it with two going to a homecoming. Oh my gosh. Yes. Do they have so dates? Oh, get to drive that around, do all that. So yeah. Do that's they have dates the, to the dance? They do. They do. Oh, Jack is taking a fellow Sebs alum, nice. Anna Lewinsky. Oh, fun. And, or she's taking him. I guess it's DSHA's homecoming. Um, and then Kate is taking fellow Sebs alum, uh, Luke Murray. Oh, fun. I am yeah. sure your children will love that we're broadcasting their, oh, their, their social life. Could, you know, put a plug. They're all just going as friends, as far oh, as I know. You're very good. Very good. <laughs> I mean, Jack doesn't really tell me anything, so who knows if we're not friends, but whatever. Uh, for real, though, like, when I when you show me that calendar, like, I, uh -huh. you guys are so, like, you're, you're beyond busy, is but you but you also are so active in the parish and just in life in general. And you guys have such a really positive disposition. How do you how do you and Dylan do that? Oh gosh, um, you know I would say the positivity probably stemmed from Dylan first. 
Really? Um, he's always been incredibly positive. You know, there's no, there's no, there's no time to be negative. <laughs> it just puts you in a bad place. There's no, it puts you in a rut. It makes you just see the bad and everything. And life is too busy, mm-hmm. way too short to uh, live like that. So do you choose it or does it come naturally? Um, you know what? It definitely comes naturally, Dylan. And it is now natural for me. At first, I was like, oh, you know, it's grumpy and negative at times. Um, but just kind of, there's no, there's no need for it. It's not doing me any good. So now it's just much more natural. Do you, um, well, that's, that's cool. So it was kind of bred from your relationship, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd always say I was on the positive end, but um, nowhere near like Dylan was. So I think just combined, we fed each other's positivity and, you know, not to say we don't have our moments, but we can also vent to each other and then put it behind and, yeah. and see what good can come out of whatever. I, 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 I am serious. So I think uh, a lot of people notice it. So thanks for being an example. Yeah. Well, thanks. I mean, honestly, part of it is too, for me, going into speech therapy, you know, it's a special education. Um, you have to be flexible. You have to be positive. You have to roll with things. If you dwell on what's not working, you'll never help anyone. Yeah. So there's just that ability of whatever is needed, do it. And if it's not working, don't complain about it. Don't be negative. Just try to make it better. So. It sounds so easy when you say it. Uh, but what's the alternative, right? To be crabby. The alternative, yeah. And who wants that? No, no. Not gonna help ki- I'm not going to help kids get any better yeah. if I'm crabby and negative. I'm, I'm not going to have a great working environment. I'm not going to have a great relationship with my spouse or my kids if, yeah. you know, you're always dwelling on the negative. It's hard. It's hard to be around negative. It is hard. Yeah. Do you think, do you think any of it uh, stems from your experience with rhythmic gymnastics? (laughs) You are the worst. worst. All right. Full disclosure. I was a a rhythmic gymnast as a teenager about four lifetimes ago. (laughs) You know what? I will have to say part of it is because. Yeah, I had an inkling. All my coaches were from Russia and that is a very different mentality for coaching for anything. And so they were very negative. Um, Not that they were negative people or bad people. They were very, actually really sweet, nice people, but that's all they knew, right? That's, that's how you, that is how you do athletics in Russia. And well, it was USSR then. Um, so from that, um, yeah, that was part of it. I had to really shift to, you know, like I, I was a diver then after I retired (laughs) at age 15 from (laughs) gymnastics, uh, I dove and I remember talking to my coaches and my teammates one day and saying they were, I don't know if they were complaining or whatever else. I'm like, what are you all complaining about? This is amazing your coach didn't just call you fat. Your coach didn't tell you you're terrible and you're slow and you have to work hard, you know, like they're being positive and giving you good positive reinforcement. And so I did recognize, I think I was like 17 that, um, positive is always better. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's good. So, it's yeah. Good. Yes. I, I guess I never really thought about it too much, but yes, rhythmic gymnastics <laughs> did help form a little bit of how I am today. Um, and, you know, I, I competed at such a high level that after that, I, I realized what, what I, I don't get too nervous. I don't get too stressed out because there's no need to. It's good. We're, now this is the part we're going we're gonna to cut to a video of you doing rhythmic gymnastics. OMG. I'm just kidding. All right. Okay. <laughs> well, good luck trying to figure out which one I am. It, if I worked really hard, I, I bet you I could get a copy of it, but I, I will. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I, 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 yeah, I'm going to keep my mouth shut on that. But yeah, if one is ever found, I'm not telling anybody which. So I was on the group team. Yes. U.S. Rhythmic Gymnastics group team. And there were six of us on the floor at once. So good luck figuring out which one is me. Yeah, because you actually once showed me a video and you pointed to someone and for about yeah. 45 seconds, I watched someone who wasn't you. Yeah, and then I'm like, wait, that's not me. <laughs> um, it, was little, it was a little grainy, but I will say this, uh, this is, uh, you're, you've been patient. It's a little inside joke between us because I watched Rhythm of Gymnastics. That's a hard, it's hard to say. Rhythm I can help you. I'm a speech therapist. Please. Rhythmic, Rhythmic gymnastics. gymnastics. Thank you. We'll talk about speech <laughs> in a second but uh i saw it this summer in the olympics i was fascinated it was by far the most entertaining thing i saw and then i told everybody i saw that week i watched rhythmic gymnastics and then and then someone's like well i ever did that i was like Phew. yeah yeah there's not many of us out there no uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know it was a thing until summer of 2021 most people don't. So Dylan has this big running joke whenever he tells someone, once someone's learned that I was a rhythmic gymnast, he'll be like, quick, throw a ball at her. She'll catch it with her neck. <laughs> I've actually seen it done. <laughs> oh, no. I, I couldn't do it. Um, uh, okay, thank you for indulging me in that. That, that brought me a lot of joy. So, um, hey, uh, you're a speech pathologist. I am. I am. How'd you get into that? Um, or why? Honestly, honestly, I knew I wanted to work with children. Mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to work in schools. Uh, I knew I could not handle being with the same kids all day, every day. <laughs> so I couldn't be a teacher. Mm -hmm. um, and so my mom was a teacher. My mom was a kindergarten teacher. And so she said, have you, she introduced me to speech therapy. Mm -hmm. And so I, um, I grew up in Detroit but I moved to Milwaukee to go to Marquette because they had a speech therapy program and my brothers went there. So um, I did the intro class and loved it. I was like, yes, this is exactly what I want to do. It's one of those professions that it's really like four different careers in one. So Meaning? what I do as working with children in a school is to me a totally different career, a profession, than somebody who's working with adults in the hospitals. Oh, it's sure. Totally yeah. different, but um, so, but but I but I love that. I love that you can change things up. Yeah. So I like change. So um, that was really appealing to me. Good. And um, so I went into it and I did the freshman 101 speech therapy and loved it. And so finished it at Marquette and then went to UWM for grad school. And I learned during graduate school that 
I really definitely needed to work with kids. I definitely need to work in a school. I just don't have the capacity to work in hospitals. I was working with adults who had MS or ALS or just any degenerative disease. And you do swallow studies where you see if somebody can swallow food without it going into their lungs. And everyone gets to the point uh, where they can't. And so if they have... Um, if they have in their um, what's it, their medical records, they don't want a feeding tube, then that's it. Wow. It's kind of the final stages. So I was in swallow studies where, you know, men who are my age now who were in their final few weeks of life because they couldn't um, swallow anymore. And I would be crying, trying to tell the family and they're crying. I just realized I can't do that. It's probably unprofessional. I'm sitting here crying, telling you that your spouse yeah. can't follow anymore. And there's a few weeks left. So I just realized I can't, there's special people in the world who can yeah. do that job, but I can't. So I ended up in schools and, um, I worked in MPS for a year and a half. And then Dylan and I got married and he was joined the Navy and we moved all over and I worked in Texas. And then I worked in, um, and then I had two kids in Italy, so I didn't work. And then I, had, I moved to DC and I worked at a private practice. Uh, had Evie there and then we moved here and had Archie and have been at Seb's ever since. What was it like having two kids in Italy? It was great. Um, it was different. I mean, I had my first child. I, we moved there. I was eight and a half months pregnant. Wow. Um, we lived in a hotel for a month till we found a place to move into. And so I remember going, we didn't have any of our stuff because they ship it and it takes like a month and a half to get your <laughs> belongings. So we've got our place and our move-in date was set. Um, and I'm talking to the woman at the base and she said, okay, your move-in date say is like July 6th or 7th. I don't know. And I'm like, well, I'm due July 2nd. Is there like any way I can, we can have this stuff before. And this is what I appreciate about Italy. I think a pregnant woman is the top of the line there. Like it's the <laughs> highest ranking person. So she was like, oh, you're due Friday. I got it. We're, we're getting your stuff Thursday. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, That's a little bit late. So, I mean, it was, it was, could have been stressful, but it was all right. Um, and the only difference is my parents came for a couple of weeks, but then it was just me, you know? Wow. So the people who came to visit us, we had just met like a month before in the hospital or at home. And so that was a little scary being a first time parent with no family, no friends. Yeah. Um, yeah, even, you know, and you don't know how you're going to be postpartum. Yeah. So I'm like, Dylan, you're literally the only person here who knows me. So <laughs> you need to really watch me. Cause I don't, I, nobody's going to know. Mm -hmm. uh, but then by the time, and then we had Kate back to back. So um, by that time it was a little harder too. Cause I'm like, wow, I still have no family, but I have friends to help us out with two little ones. Um, but it was great. We traveled all around the world. Um, I mean, I, we took Kate to Istanbul when she was seven weeks old. Wow. Mm -hmm. I talked to the doctor. I'm like, what do you think? Like, oh, yeah, she's fine. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so uh, it was amazing. It was really, really amazing. I mean, Kate was baptized at the Vatican. <gasps> Seriously? Seriously. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll say this, it was easier to baptize her at the Vatican than like Jack in Detroit 
Oh. <laughs> I was like, don't say it's St. Sebastian's. <laughs> no, 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 no. It just, I mean, paperwork, why? Everything. It was just um, super simple. Um, so that was an amazing experience. Amazing. Wait, so is Kate's baptism registered at St. Peter's? It is. Do you know every sacrament that happens to Kate will be recorded at the place of her baptism? I know. I know. That is so cool. Mm -hmm. I actually learned that um, with Jack because Jack was baptized in Detroit and the, that parish is closed. So yeah. I was trying to whatever, get a copy and whatever. And that's when I learned that all the uh, sacraments are recorded on the baptismal. So they should have been relocated at some place that you can find. Yes, yes. I mean, I have Kate's. Oh, uh oh. <laughs> Close our window. The uh, someone's mowing their lawn. Oh. Um, so yeah, that was pretty special, pretty amazing to have, um, have that experience, which we never would have had if we didn't um, get stationed in Italy. No, that's so cool. You guys have um, lived a lot of life. <laughs> we have. I mean, that's. I was joking that you know. The rhythmic gymnastics was like four lifetimes ago, but it, it really, really was. It's, yeah. um, we have lived an exciting life. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. It's been amazing. And, we feel really blessed. And now you are the speech pathologist at St. Sebastian's School. I am. So, you know, what's funny is the origin stories. I, Dylan got a job here in Milwaukee in May. Um, well, he was offered the job in May. So while we were living in Washington, D.C., so I said, okay, Jack was going to be going into first grade and Kate into K-4. So I said, well, I'm going to fly to Milwaukee and I'm going to find a school. So I flew in and for two days, I toured nine schools wow. um, and oddly found a house by happenstance. Um, and I like walked into Seb's and was like, this is it. This is what, this is what I've been looking for so happy because I found a house right near it. <laughs> so <laughs> perfectly. Um, I mean, we wanted a school that had that academic rigor and diversity mm -hmm. uh, and faith. So it was like the trifecta right there. So uh, the kids started here and I was at home. Evie was only two when we moved here. So I was home with her. And at that time, K4 was only half day. So I was oh, yeah. home half day. Um, and so Cheryl Warner, who used to be the uh, vice principal, was entering all the parent data information, and she saw that I was a speech therapist, and she calls me, and she's like, this might seem weird, but I know you're home with two little ones. Do you by any chance want to come work with our students who have IEPs for speech therapy? We have this PAL program the girls could go to. It's great. Like, basically set it all up for me. Wow. I met with her, and I'm like, you know what? I would love to do that. And I literally just found out I was pregnant with Archie. So I'm like, I'm in, I can finish this school year, but I'm gonna need a maternity leave. <laughs> She's like, okay. So I started off one day a week and it has just evolved to now I'm there four and a half days a week. So I well, love it. We should, we should just round that up to five. And we really should, but it's nice to have a few hours to get my family life together. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so have a little bit of like, oh, I have time to go to the grocery store. I have time to make eight appointments or I have a time to take a kid to an appointment or all those kind of things. So yeah, it's no, nice to just have a few hours each week. We'll give you the half day. It's fine. Thank you. I appreciate um, it. 
I want to talk about your role at St. Sebastian's, but I want to also, I, I don't want to miss like your faith, the, the conversation. Yeah. About faith. You talked about like when you were looking at schools, the faith component was a big deal. You know, kids baptized at the Vatican. And what, what is, what's the relationship of faith been like in your life? Okay. You know, it's funny. I was talking to Dylan about that recently. I was prepping a little bit because um, I'm not your traditional, like, uh, uh, my faith, I play out more through action. Yeah. Uh, than I am like contemplative and prayerful, if sure. that makes sense. It makes a ton of sense. Uh, I have room for that, but I find more um, more of a drive and connection with my faith with God by through action. Yeah. So it's more of what I'm doing than. Um, and how I'm doing it to, to really make me feel connected uh, to my faith than when I stop and pray. So sometimes it's hard for me. I have to remember to stop and pray yeah. and reflect yeah. uh, for that faith piece of it. Because I'm more of a, okay, what, what am I being called to do as my faith? Uh, is leading me so I don't know if that makes sense but that's definitely more of um like each year I try to think I really want to uh increase my connection with God through prayer and and reflection and then I find myself still doing more and more action <laughs> so I don't know how well it's working but well you know that is the classic Martha and Mary uh debate that the church has about uh do you sit in contemplation or are you active in service your lifestyle uh I mean th this is how faith can fit into to an app like that I mean you're so busy but I also think it just it's, it's an it's an expression of faith I always tell people that my faith didn't make sense to me until I went on a mission trip when I was 17 years old because it was like I needed to be that 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 servant-hearted part of faith is what clicked in my brain that that story of Jesus washing the disciples' feet. So, it, 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 what you're saying makes perfect sense, is what I'm saying. And um, I would I would say to you in front of the millions watching, uh, cut yourself a break about <laughs> cut yourself cut yourself a break about the contemplation. I'm here for you, John. <laughs> Thank you. Um, because that comes when, when it comes and, uh, it, it, it's not like we judge faith based on how people practice their faith. Right. You know, I, I had a conversation with my dad. So I went to a public grade school, Detroit public grade school, and, um, I went to my CCD classes as a child, but now as a child, I didn't get out of it what I should have. And so, you know, we kind of joke in the house that I, I know the least about Catholicism uh, from the kids being able to have that experience at Sebs and learn everything they learn. Um, and so I asked my dad one day, like, why is it that I, I just don't know as much as I should? Mm. And he said, that's because like my, my mom and he had um, actually thought about it and were very strategic in how we were raised in our faith of they were like, we sat, you know, they're um, 77 now. So they were born in the forties and had a lot of their formation in the fifties. Mm -hmm. And my dad said he was always very put off by 
how everyone would come to church and know all the Bible verses and know the Bible stories and know everything. And then he'd watch their hypocrisy of how they treated other people. And it just really turned him off. So he and my mom really emphasized more of the action piece as part of your faith and how you treat people. And that, and those are um, a bigger part of their faith. Uh, and I, I didn't realize till literally talking to Dylan last week that I guess that is the same for me then exactly right mm-hmm. yeah it's, your, your parents sounded awesome I also think we you know people are like oh I don't know a lot about the faith well wait when you say that what you're saying is I don't have all the head knowledge of the faith but like um and I, I'm gonna go back to like your joy your joyful presence you have the heart knowledge of the faith and you live that right and yeah and that's actually what my dad said he's like we wanted you to have the heart not the the mind of all the stories and and <clears throat> sorry, all that that brought. I, because I, I, I know you, I'm sure you know more of that head knowledge than you think you do. It just might not be wrapped up right. in a, a nice box with a bow on it, you know? Right. I mean, I do, but it'll, it'll be funny. The kids will, you know, tell me a story and I'm like, gosh, I don't remember that. <laughs> Something from the Bible or, um, you know, I was so appreciative last year, Archie did it, had his first communion. And his teacher last year, um, Karen Kovacic, is just amazing and is so, so gifted in how she can explain her joy of faith to the kids. And Archie just ate it up. So he was telling me a story and I can't even remember what it was. And I thought, oh, is that the disciple who did it? Oh, good for you. I'm so glad. And so I'm hoping that, you know, as we say, we pass on our faith. My parents definitely passed on the way faith drives them yeah. um, to me. And I'm hoping now that I'm, Dylan and I are also passing on that action piece of our faith and with subs and, and Dylan and our community and myself as much as I can, yeah. our children are going to have um, both pieces of that faith puzzle of um uh, the heart and the mind they're going to be the whole package i hope so (laughs) no you guys are doing a great job um let's talk more about your involvement in the parish and like you can talk a little bit about what it's been like to work at subs in the school and whatever you want to say about either either of those communities yeah i mean i get i'm definitely more of the school ministry piece of the parish um I love working there. I love, um, I love the, my coworkers devotion to the school, the parish, the children. Um, it's great loyalty. It is. And it's, and it is just, a a deeply devoted, competent, um, energetic group to be a part of. Um, I know a lot of new teachers come over are always very, um, not taken aback, but appreciative of of what we're trying to do and the culture and climate we're trying to maintain at SEBS because it's a unique place. It's, it feels good to be a part of such a unique um, Catholic school experience. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and 
you know, I was just, I was explaining to two of our, um, we have a partnership with Mount Mary's OT department and they have graduate level students who come and work at our school. And I was trying to explain to them the big picture of SEBS today. And I just, I was like, it's, it's such a unique Catholic school and in unique school in general, but specifically Catholic school in that it, we, um, we are so diverse socioeconomically, racially, culturally, um, needs wide, needs based. I mean, it's, it's just, um, it's a fun, um, dynamic to be a part of. So, I mean, that's, that's my experience. I mean, there are hard days. There are days where, um, gosh, we wish you could do more. There are days that are just fun and joyful and it's great. Um, but majority of the time, it's just a good experience to be a part of. I'm proud of what we do over there. Um, I'm proud of the, the mission and the ministry. Um, and yeah. yeah. No, it's good. It's well said. And it's, it's, what it's easily observed by anybody coming to check it out. Good. Yeah. I hope so. <clears throat> Nate, uh, my Nate always has said many times that one of his, the saddest days of his life, <laughs> you I told know. him that he was done with speech. Right. I know. Um, I just had to break the news to one of his classmates that he is graduated from speech as well. Um, because if you ask the students, well, what do you do at speech? Oh, we just play games. So I get to get out of class to go play games. And I'm like, okay, I'll take it. You know, as long as you know, you're, as long as you're having fun, yeah. they won't realize how much they're working, but uh, so I'll take it. But <laughs> one of the saddest days of my son's life was when you yeah. told him speech was over i know i know but he's all right he's doing great it shows the impact you made so <laughs> well thanks um molly my last question for you is when you think about the future what do you hope for future <laughs> um i really just hope for um for gratitude. I hope for um, everybody, myself, my children, um, my husband, my family, my coworkers, students I work with, everybody, just to have the gratitude coming off of the past year and a half. I am grateful to be able to get up each day and go to work and be at school and see the children and be around them. And I just, th I hope that's what we can move forward with. Yeah. So, um, gratitude and learning from this exceptionally odd time. Um, I think Nora Cleaver is one of the teachers at school and she said, I they said it best, like, I'd like to get um, back to better. I'd like to get back to as normal as we can be, but even better because yeah. of what we learned from it. So that's what I want for you. I want people to have gratitude, yeah. joy, and positivity. Yeah. <laughs> I was just talking. I was just talking about gratitude in one of my classes, and I said it's impossible to like uh, practice gratitude and not be happy. Oh, yeah, it's impossible. Yeah. 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 I. That's a good question. No, it, it, you can't do it. You can't. You can't be. You can't like name the things you're grateful for and then be sad. Right. Well, that's true. I mean, I guess that's where I'm coming from. Of you know, every week. I 
you know, pray when I'm at church and try more, more than just a church. Um, I pray for my children's happiness. Like I don't, I don't care what they do in life. I don't care um, what their professions are. I just want them to have happiness and joy in what they're doing. And with, you have to have, you're right. You have to have gratitude to be able yeah. to enjoy. Yeah, they're, they're, they're absolutely related. Yeah, yeah. That's what I hope for in the future for, for everybody. in the world and (laughs) the world right the world needs gratitude and joy let's let's hope for that for everyone we really do Uh, because you know as we come full circle you know it's hard to be around people when there's no joy and no positivity so if everybody had more the world would be a happier place take after the ambroses Oh, sure. What would the Ambroses do? <laughs> WWAD. What would the Ambroses do? Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to get those made up, those bracelets. Right. I'll wear one. <laughs> hey, Molly, thank you so much for talking to us and, uh, and sharing uh, a, a lot. Uh, I, I learned some new things about you today. I was really happy to learn them. And uh, thanks for sharing. And thanks for the positive, joyful, uh, here's my gratitude moment. Thank you for being the positive, joyful person of, of our parish and our school. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it was fun. Absolutely. All right. We'll see you later. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.